Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. So, Cecilia, we're here in room 4216. How do you visualize and, and, and see room 4216? Well, as I've uh, said before, uh, I think room 4216 is a... Um, Generally, it's a room, and it's got lots of comfortable chairs and couches in it, uh, and it's got uh, a nice long buffet area where, where there's all kinds of good food, and uh, um, in another part of the room, there are a bunch of instruments, piano and and a couple of keyboards and uh, things like that, and it's... Is there a ping pong table in the other corner? Sure. There, well, there's... Room 4216 is a whole building. We knew uh, that once because you were running through and trying to hide, remember? Pool table? Sure. And uh, uh, one of those little bowling alley things, you know. And a lake with a dock? Uh-huh. We're going to come back to that whole thing later today. If we get far enough in Chapter 4. We're in <laughs> Philippians Chapter 4. And we'll, we'll come back to that uh, idea of what 4216 is and a, and a good place to come. Do you ever, by the way, just during the week, just come here and sit and relax yourself? I do, yeah. Mm, me yeah. too, me too. But uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Could we start with uh, verse 1 of chapter 4? Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I remember before we entered the room, you said, Oh, chapter four is coming. This will be so easy, so fun. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I got a few powder kegs for you. But this first verse should go pretty quick and easy, don't you think? Sure. He said, My brothers. And that's the, the familiar word of, of meaning the family of God. Brothers and sisters, we are in the same family because of Jesus. He is our big brother. The Heavenly Father is who's given us life. And we are together in this family because of our spiritual bond together. And that's going to come up in a second. And Paul says, because it's my family, I love you guys. Oh, I just love you and love, love being with you and having fun. And I, I long want for to be it. With you. And he even says, joy. Oh, and, and he just has so much fun with him. He even uses the word crown. And this ain't just the you know, average crown of jewels that it's going to perish, but forever. Because he knows that they are with him. Wow. Um, but then he says, what again, uh, after rambling on with all these people? He says, that is how you should stand firm in mm, the Lord. That is how you should stand firm. Remember last week, we talked about um, our call to Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven. We await to going to heaven. Uh, and we know we're having a new life in heaven, transformed, living with him. All of that is what kind of rolls into this word, that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we should stand firm. That's really a, a, a good word that, 
that refers to like a Roman soldier. And he uses this in many different um, uh, books. Paul writes to many churches, the one in Ephesus and the one in Corinthians. I can think of right away where he uses the same word, stand firm. Don't be moved. Stay here. That's going to be important coming up in a few minutes as well. Have you ever noticed, Cecilia, in any given city, there's lots of churches. Mm -hmm. What's really surprised me is several times when you go through a fairly large town, well, first I'll start with it this way. There's the First Baptist Church. Yes. And then there's the Second Baptist Church. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that every once in a while you'll even see a First Lutheran Church? Occasionally, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when uh, uh, there is a squabble and a fight, do you know what the, the next Lutheran Church is called? Second Lutheran Church. <laughs> no, actually, it's not. No, it's it's, not. It's probably called St. Paul's. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it seems sometimes we just can't get along and then... You have a split. The festival is coming up this month. What should we prepare for the meal after the service? In storage... We have some raisins and some dried figs and beans. How about that? And fish. <sighs> We've had that for the past several months, Sintiki. New fruit is coming into season. Let's have something new. Yodia, you do realize that will cost extra money? Why spend when we have provisions already? Are you trying to impress Silas, the new boy in the congregation? He's not a boy. Mutton. We haven't had it for over a year. Let's have mutton. Mutton? Mutton? Do you know how much that costs? If we have fish or chicken instead, we'd spend half as much, and we can give the rest of the money we would have spent to somewhere else. We have three new members joining this month. They finished their class. And it would be nice if we had some kind of special event for them. After all, God didn't spare his cost. He sent his son and who gave his life for us. We should be generous. Waste not, what now? Generous? Yes. Extravagant? No. That is foolish. Like Jesus said, throwing pearls before swine. <sighs> All right. Well, then let's not have goat's milk. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with goat's milk. It helps the bones grow, you know. It also turned to cheese in my stomach with the last batch you bought. And it nearly took Timius off the Book of Life. What? And you think the wine you served two months ago was fine? 
vinegar would be embarrassed to be on the same shelf with that stuff. <sighs> I plead with Yodia, and I plead with Syntyche to agree with each other in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Wow, we think we're so sophisticated, Pastor Dave. Yeah, are we in the 21st century? Yes, mm. well, uh, the, the first century seems so backward, but it's really the same old, same old, you know? Yeah. Fights today, fights back then. Yeah, yeah. But tell me this, what is this book of life? As we were digging through the research, I was kind of surprised. Um, actually, in, in Philippi, as well as other Roman cities, there was a book kept. It was the custom of the Jews and the Gentiles to write down the names of the free men of the city. And so this is actually an allusion to us spiritually who are, quote-unquote, free men and women, of our heavenly city. And so our names are written in this book of freedom, of life, because of what Jesus has done. Certainly we can uh, know of other references in, in Revelation, but this is the first time it's noted in, in connection with what was happening in the customs of the day. Continuing with verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. There's really two verses here, as you read, with two different thoughts, but they weave together. Let's take them verse by verse first, and then we'll show how they weave together. First, in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And he, he, he pauses and says, and again, I say rejoice. Pastor Dave, you seem to be a very cheerful person. Mm -hmm. But tell me, do you always rejoice? No. No, I don't. Uh, there are times that I have a restless spirit and I struggle. Um, actually, as we were looking at this... Um, I kind of shut down for a little bit and, and, and I kind of dodged the bullet when we were talking about this before we started recording, Cecilia. Mm -hmm. And, um, because I'm going through one of those restless, I call it a restless spirit right now. Um, here's the interesting thing about this verse. And I, I, I had to stop and really look and soul search and, uh, and I'll be real honest, ever since I was stepped away from Lutheran Braille Workers, let go, stepped away, however you want to say it, about four years ago, I I've had troubles inside. I should be a pastor of a church. And yet, God keeps bringing back to me, He likes where I am right now. I'm serving lots of people, lots of people who are blind and people with disabilities, inside of people who aren't connected with churches. And, and I, I, 
really amazing what God is doing. And yet I have this restlessness inside that just can't be, seem to be satisfied. And I don't know if it ever will. Here's the thing that I do as this comes. I stop and I pause and say, well, Lord, this is what you want. It's not what I want. <laughs> it's not that you don't like doing what you're doing, is it? There are times I don't. Oh, no. um, not with the podcast. And I enjoy this. And I enjoy... At any given moment, I like what I'm doing. But when I step back and look as a whole, I sometimes don't. And that include include around the house and, and personal things. I've taken on a lot of things here at home. That of a servant. Um, I used to say, girls, rinse off those dishes in the sink. No, not quite that mm. severe, but <laughs> no. now I don't. I just, I do it myself. And, and I do all the washing of the pots and the pans. And I do anything I can around the house to make life easier for my wife and for my kids, now there are times I do say, will you pick this up? Because I have to teach them also to be responsible. But there are times, if I said it and it didn't happen, my wife would follow up behind and she would be the servant to do it. Somebody's got to be the servant. Somebody's got to do it. And I find myself doing that. There are times I don't like being the servant. I would guess that's the same. And, and at first I was thinking, should I say all this? Oh, but... You encourage me, Cecilia. There's a lot of people out there who feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I'm sharing right now. And there's a lot of people that care about you, not just as Pastor Dave, mm. but they care about you as Dave the person, too. Yeah, yeah. And and I appreciated that. That's actually what gave me encouragement to, to be able to speak up a little bit more. So, in the sheer context of the basic word do I always rejoice no but in the spiritual context I work very hard at doing it and I find myself sometimes slipping into the grumbling or complaining mode and I stop and I say thank you Lord and I point out the things that are very positive now I used to be on the road a lot um, and I would be gone days. I remember. Now I can sit and hold my wife's hand and watch TV, and I thank the Lord for that. I don't take that for granted. Mm -hmm. There's times I, I'm doing things with my daughters. I thank the Lord for that. I don't take that for granted. And so I'm, I'm working at it. And I think that's kind of what Paul is trying to say here when he pauses and says it again. And again I say, rejoice. These Philippians, they had a miserable, hard life. There is a dust ball in the, the world economy of the Roman Empire that was trying to usurp its authority on everybody. And the Christians were scapegoats many times. They had it tough too. Mm -hmm. Probably tougher. But here's the thing. I don't want to find my, whew, I've got it better than they do, so I guess I'm okay. That's a comparison mode. And that'll only take you so far. And, and you reminded also me... a guilt trip. Well, <laughs> and you reminded me in our Thanksgiving one, we talked about this verse and, and how we are thankful, not just because we're better and we have feet and somebody else doesn't. Thankfulness from the bottom of our hearts to the Lord is really what matters. 
It's an attitude. It's an attitude. Now, with this next verse, verse 5, that the part 2, we have it, uh, let your gentleness be known unto all. So, see, I think you did some research on this verse yes. and that word. Yeah, I did. What did you find out? Okay. Uh, the word gentleness um, can, can be translated several different ways. Uh, one translation said patience. One translation said reasonableness. Gentle spirit. I liked that one. Mm-hmm. Forbearance. Thoughtfulness. And gentle attitude. Oh, moderation is another one. And gentle attitude. So all these words are giving more of a, a way of working with people uh, that covers a whole gamut of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about how we... oh. Um, one of the, the translations said something about let others see the consideration in you. Oh, that was the Amplified, if I remembered right. That was yeah. an interesting one to look at because it did describe it a bit more. Mm-hmm. And so a, a whole bunch of attitudes, patience, uh, not dealing with people with this, oh, come on, let's just get this done. Mm. Um and then that fits because it says, for the Lord is near. And, and it gives the idea that the Lord being near, he's about to come back, the master to the house. We are the servants taking care of it till he's gone. And therefore, as we work with our fellow servants and taking care of his mansion, uh, we don't beat them and, and, uh, and, 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 and do other bad things to them because, hey, he could walk in the door right now. The also, Lord is at hand. Yeah, we also don't act lazy and not... To clean up the, the master's house because, oh, well, he'll be a while coming back, so we can just goof off if we want to. And this fits, then, if we're looking at it with that framework, with uh, working with our fellow servants with, with uh, reasonableness, respect, and patience, because the Lord is near. festival is coming up this month. What should we prepare for the meal after the service? In storage, we have some raisins and some dried figs and beans. How about that? And fish. We have had that for the past several months, Sintiki. But there is new fruit coming into season. Why not have some of that? Yodia, you do realize that that costs extra money. Why spend when you have provisions already? Ah, wait a minute. Doesn't Silas, the new member, have a fruit stand where he sells fresh fruit? Uh, uh, well, a uh, 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 mutton. Mutton. We haven't had that in over a year. Hmm. Mutton. Hmm. It is costly. If we have fish or chicken, we would spend half as much, and we could give the other half of the money that we would have spent 
to another cause. This is so, but we have three new members joining the congregation. They finished their class, and it would be nice to have an event that was special for them. After all, God didn't spare the cost. He gave his life for us, and shouldn't we be just as generous? Euodia, you did learn your lessons well. Let's be sure as we plan this festival to not give away the storerooms of heaven. No. Uh, all right, then. Couldn't we at least have wine this time? The goat's milk that we had last time wasn't the freshest, and it didn't settle too well on people's stomachs. Wine? Mm. It's not my first choice, as it does cost more. You do, however, make a good point. I know. How about we have wine instead of goat's milk, and then chicken instead of mutton? Don't you have a good recipe for chicken and rice? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. And I don't think Silas has tasted it yet. The next two verses, verses 6 and 7 of chapter 4 of Philippians, are probably two of the most familiar and quoted and memorized verses in the Bible. They are very special and they bring comfort. But as you hear them now, try to listen to them again with new ears. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul continues in verses 8 and 9 with some remarkable words. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Wow, that's a, a list. Let, let's go over that again. Whatever things are... What was the first one? Whatever is true. True. Okay, the next one? Whatever is noble. Forget the whatever. Just do the word. Noble. Okay. So true, noble. Right. Right, meaning not wrong, but right. Pure. Pure. Hmm. Lovely. Lovely. Admirable. Admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Excellent, praiseworthy. Hmm. Think about such things. Think about these things. 
true, noble, right, pure, pure, lovely, lovely, admirable, admirable, excellent, worth a praise. Remember when we first started this lesson? I asked you what you thought about room forty-two sixteen. And what it looks like, yeah, yeah, true, hmm. nor noble, right, right. What are some other things that fit this true, noble, right, pure, uh, lovely? I'll be honest with you. That's why I like a lake with uh, a dock mm-hmm. and I can sit on it. I like, that's why I like music and a whole area for music. We'd love to hear from you as you think about what is true, noble, and right, pure, lovely, admirable. Share with us, if you would, please, what some of these things might be for you. And we'll share that uh, with our listeners then. You can write us at... Info, I-N-F-O, at... Not-Alone, N-O-T-A-L-O-N-E, dot... Net. You can find us on Facebook and and, uh, do us that way. It'd be uh, Room 4216. And until we gather again here in this room, which is true and noble and right. And lovely and excellent. And pure. We we are are not not alone. I will lead you who are blind by the ways you have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide you. I will turn the darkness into light before you and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake you. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Robert Vaughn, interlude musician, and Carrie Ford as Syntyche.